you know, your dad was uh, right in the middle of things when when President George Bush threw out the first pitch. We've seen a lot of that video today, the World Series, and it made me think, oh, you know what? Mike might probably was there, as I is, as if I'm doing the math right, 14 years old, right? Correct? I was. I was a freshman in high school that year. Okay, so if you could take us back to what, where you were, your, the, how your dad felt about the situation, because one, if you go back and watch that clip, and this is just a, a small part of the entire story of, of af- the aftermath of 9-11, but if you go back and look at that clip, you know, your dad is one of the first ones to greet President Bush when he comes off the mound. What do you remember about that? That uh, that whole day was kind of kind of weird, you know. Obviously, it was the first game in New York. Um, you know, the World Series. There's all kinds of buzz, and you know, we were up to nothing going over to New York, so we had a good feeling going about us. But just the whole feel of being there, um, you know, it, old old Yankee Stadium. There wasn't a whole lot of room to walk in the tunnels. It was very uh, very tight, you know, kind of like Fenway, uh, older ballpark. You know, not a lot of the new amenities, but. You know, walking to the dugout and the batting cages and stuff, there was the normal security, there was normal people around. And I'd say probably an hour or so before the game, you walked out of the clubhouse and it was jam-packed wall-to-wall with special agents and cops and anything you could think of. And there were rumblings that he might be coming, um, but obviously no one knew for sure. Um, So it was just kind of weird. And then all of a sudden there were all those, special forces and everyone in there. So you kind of had an idea he was coming, but it still wasn't confirmed. And then, um, you know, obviously when he got there and walked out to the mound, I think, you know, if you didn't get chills, you might want to check your pulse because, you know, just everything that we had gone through over the last month since September 11th and, you know, being back in New York on the biggest stage of baseball and him to walk out there and put his thumb up, like you're not going to, not going to bring us down. It just, you got chills, you know, you couldn't help but get chills and, then he throws a little two-seamer two comebacker on the outside <laughs> corner. And, I mean, it, it just the whole thing was awesome. And just to just see how, you know, brave he was to go out there and do that was a, was a really cool moment in that World Series. And it came from just a terrible, terrible place. But, you know, it, it was a really cool experience. Yeah, I think that's, that's a key point there where it ends up being a really good pitch. And obviously that's what we remember. But you look at some of the other pitches and it's like, my goodness, it makes him look even better in that situation. I want to take a further step back, though. What was the vibe like in New York City and, and up there near the Bronx just around that World Series? Because we obviously knew what happened on September 11th. And, and that World Series felt different. And I think if a lot of people would have had it their way, the Yankees would have won that. Obviously, the D-backs go on to win it. But what was the vibe like that night uh, in New York City? Like I said, it was just kind of eerie. You know, it, obviously the excitement was there and the energy was there and Yankee Stadium, it was it was jumping. But, you know, it was just kind of an eerie feeling. Um, I still think there was probably a lot of people thinking, should we be playing baseball? You know, or is there is this kind of out of the ordinary? But, you know, for a lot of people, it was a good escape. It was, you know, three to four hours of an escape from just the tragedy that happened. And, um, you know, when we got to New York, we had our, you know, pre-series workout and the day off, and they, and they approached the Dimebacks and said, hey, we're um, we're going to send a, a couple vans over to Ground Zero, and anybody that wants to come is more than welcome. Um, you know, you guys do with that what you want. So, you know, my parents came to me, obviously, as a teenager and said, hey, listen, this is completely your decision. Uh, my dad was going to go. And they said, you know, you might see some stuff that's life changing and life altering. And but 
if you feel like you want to go, then we'll support you. If you don't, we'll support you on that too. So, you know, I, I just, I had to go just going with my pops and some of the other guys on the Dimebacks and just seeing the faces and smelling the smell of everything still burning a month later. And it just, it was life-changing. I'll never forget it. You know, and I met all those firefighters and just the look on their face and, you know, they looked so happy to have the Diamondbacks there, even though we're the Yankees rival at the at the moment and all that, but just to kind of get something out of the ordinary of digging and looking and digging and looking. And, you know, it was um, it's something I'll never forget. And I actually was able to get my hands on um, a firefighter helmet. Um, so I had all the firefighters sign it for me. You know, I, you know, they, everyone calls athletes heroes and, and all these, you know, movie stars heroes, but those guys and women, what they did and, you know, those are the true heroes. And, you know, just, I still have that helmet at home and it just, it takes me right back to being down there at ground zero and all that. So it was a weird feeling around New York, but it was something that, you know, I think that everyone needed that world series. Mike Brenly, bullpen catcher for the Red Sox, son of Bob Brenly, former Arizona Diamondbacks manager talking about that day where, oh, really those days immediately after September 11th, uh, when the Diamondbacks played the Yankees at Yankee stadium in those days around that. And Mike, you know, it's funny because I, I'm, you're 34 and I'm looking at it like, okay, you know what? You were only 14. And now you have all these guys in that clubhouse now, and it's hard for an old guy like me to get my head around this, that a lot of these guys really, do, it doesn't hit home for them like it does for you, like it does for me, like it does for Steve. When you wake up this morning, do you do, do you look at this day? Do you look back to all the things that you're you're telling us about? And also, do you think that guys in there really understand the importance of today you know i I was watching a bunch of shows you know the last couple days every network has had you know different 9-11 shows and documentaries and all that stuff and you know i heard somebody say you know 9-11 is this kind of generations pearl harbor and it really is true you know it's something that like you said if you were of age to remember that what was going on you know where you were you know what you were doing but i agree i mean there's a huge generation of, of kids and young adults and people that, you know, we, you know, need to kind of enlighten them on just what happened and how it changed our everyday life. I mean, before nine 11, I don't even know if there was TSA, you know, you just walked on your plane, you could take your family to the gate and sit with them before their flight. I mean, everything changed in that moment. And now the world is how we know it today. And it just, like you said, it, it's kind of on us, our responsibility, just like, you know, the earlier generations with Pearl Harbor to let us know about where they were and how they felt and how it affected them. And, you know, everyone kind of has their own feelings and their own emotions about 9-11 and what it means to them. But, you know, I'll just I think we'll never forget where we were, what we were doing or or how we felt when it all was happening. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, the best way to word this question. But in 2001, I think myself included and basically everyone else thought the Yankees were going to win that World Series. And so the Diamondbacks. Uh, you obviously being around the team, the D-backs end up winning it all in Game Seven. We all know how that went down. Was it a? Was it an? I don't even know how to say it. Was it a weird feeling being like, oh, the whole country doesn't want us to win this, but we did, and in, in the fashion you did against Rivera, did it feel different because of that, or was it still? I mean, it still had to be. Hey, we're World Series champs, but did that change any of the feeling at all? Absolutely. Um, you know, I we all kind of said it in the. In the 
in the, in the clubhouse and all the other things. Like, it's us versus the world, boys. You know, it is us versus the world. And, you know, I, I think that the only other fan base that we had on our side, ironically enough, was probably Red Sox Nation. Yeah. You know, I think everybody else, just whether you love the Yankees, whether you hated the Yankees, just what the city went through, what those players meant to that city, what it would have meant for them to hoist the trophy. But, you know, I, I think them winning those three games in New York was exactly how it was supposed to happen. You know, obviously that was heartbreaking for us. You know, I, I still – that is still to this day one of the quietest plane rides I've ever taken from New York back to Arizona after game five. I mean, you could hear a pin drop for six hours back to Arizona. And it was – you know, like you said, it, it people were – pulling for them and we kind of had that underdog mentality kind of the whole postseason so for us it was hey we we feel terrible for the new yorkers we feel terrible for all those people there but we're trying to win a world series we you know we've worked our butts off to get here and this is our time and you know we're we're with you as americans but we're going to go ahead and try and win this thing as, as bad as we want it all right, Mike, I mean, we know you got a game to prepare for. There's a live BP T-shirt on the way for you whenever those are made. <laughs> you'll be the first to get it. Um, but we really appreciate you taking, out a couple, taking out a couple minutes here before the game and because uh, you, it was great stuff. And really, really, like you said, I think it's important to get that message out about what that feeling was like. And to do it uh, via baseball is, is, I think, also a powerful way. So, uh, Mike, thanks so much, man. No, I appreciate you guys. Anytime. Love to jump on whenever whenever you need some time killer, I should say. <laughs> <All right. laughs> I appreciate it, Mike. Take care.